listening to Productivity with Holly, a practical and relatable podcast sharing actionable productivity tips for business and life. I'm your host, Holly Barrack. Thanks so much for listening. Dropping every Monday, episodes will be a combination of solo and guest chats. And now, in the interest of productivity, let's get to it. Continuing on from part one of this two-part episode, it's time for us to explore time blocking. In part one, I spoke about how to create your ideal work week. The ideal work week is the perfect tool to help you be more intentional with your time, however that time is spent. If that means resting instead of doing the dishes or answering emails, then rest. Here at Productivity with Holly, if you didn't know this already, I'm all about smashing society's expectations of productivity. And if you want to know more about how resting is productive, especially if you're a woman, head on back to episode four where I chat with certified soul modes mentor Mim Dart about the four soul modes. In this second part of the episode, I'll be talking about time blocking. It's something that I love and am very passionate about. And as a result, my friends call me the time blocking queen. So hopefully I do live up to that title today. I am going to say right now though, that time blocking is so much more than just blocking time out in your day or your diary to do the things. Yes, it's a little about sticking to a schedule, but it's also about knowing your strengths, your weaknesses, your priorities, and when you work the best. Coming back to the ideal work week you've created, that is if you did go ahead and create one, of course, it's now time to examine the work times within your ideal work week. To make it easy, I'll use my work days as an example of how to time block. Let's go. Once I'm awake, I'm very much a morning person. I'm alert and I'm ready to face the day. Goodness help the rest of the household though, if they're in bed when I want to get things done. And it's almost never the child that's still in bed. And there's only three people in our house. (laughs) But bringing things back to my workday, my mind is sharpest first thing in the morning. After I've taken our daughter to kinder, that's when I do the client work. Now, although my primary focus of business is as an accountability partner and mentor, I still have a few select clients I do VA work for. I love working with them and I enjoy the work, so it works out well for everyone. Generally speaking, I'll break the client work across two days so that if any client needs something done urgently in their allotted hours, I know that I haven't maxed their weekly hours. Of course, sometimes those hours are maxed early on if there is a large workload, but there are ways that we can work around that. The client can buy extra hours for the month or have me carry on with the work the following month, meaning that I stop the work then and there. Or we can take from the following month's hourly budget, meaning that they have reduced hours the following month. There's always options to get the things done. Unlike a lot of self-employed people, and despite being at my best in the morning, I don't have a morning routine, but I will talk about that in another episode. 
Once I've dropped our daughter off to kinder and my workday starts, which is usually around 10 o'clock in the morning after I've tidied the kitchen and done some other chores or enjoyed some quiet time, I get stuck straight into client work. I'll spend roughly two to three hours on the client work and Tuesday mornings, I am also hosting a co-working session for the organized Biz Village members. Cameras on, mics off and work away on whatever it is that you're working on. So for me, that's client work 95% of the time. Now, I don't have to worry about privacy issues because there's no screen sharing and I'm able to still be there for my members as well as doing the client work. I'll then break for lunch for 30 to 45 minutes and spend the afternoon doing things that have more creative liberties for my business. Things like emails, social media, graphic design, content for the organized biz village. And this time is also where I'll work on accountability client strategies as well. So that's pretty much how my Tuesdays roll. And I rinse and repeat on Wednesdays. The second co-working session for the week is on a Wednesday. It's later in the day and I do much the same thing. Accountability, client check-ins and strategies, other emails to attend to, networking, social media, you get the drift. Thursdays though, they're a little different. Thursday is the day for my own business development. Things like writing and recording podcasts, including guest interviews, content creation, website tweaks and updates. I mean, is a website ever finished? Uh, I'll be researching, networking, doing administrative things, more emails, all the things that you need to do to run a business. And there is a third and final co-working session held on Thursday afternoons as well. As well as the opportunity to work, the co-working sessions give the organized Biz Village community the opportunity to ask questions and seek feedback from me and from the other villagers. And that helps them to be productive too. So when it comes to time blocking my Thursday, I am still sharpest in the morning unless I've had a rough night's sleep the night before. And that applies for every day, really. But bringing it back to being sharp, running with that agility, I'll do the hard things first. And that's the podcast, believe it or not. I can do it because the house is quiet, my brain is switched on, and I can record an episode generally in one take. Then I'll look at research, emails, administrative things, and then it's lunch. And after lunch, I go with the easier tasks. Again, things that allow my brain to switch off a little. It works well for me to work this way. But the one thing I don't forget is that none of this is concrete. Sometimes things take longer than anticipated and even the opposite at times. That means sometimes they might go really quickly. The important thing is that I see and accept the flexibility. It wasn't easy to begin, but as soon as I started to give myself a break, if things didn't go to plan, my productivity increased. And by increased, I mean that I started resting more so that I could get through the day without needing to break all the time. Sure, I still take five to 10 minute breaks here and there, get up, walk around and so on and so forth. But I wasn't hard on myself for not getting the things done. Something else that works well with time blocking is something like the Pomodoro method. And what that is, it's a timer system, basically. What you do is you set a timer for 20 minutes, work, 
in that 20 minutes, then take a five or 10 minute break. You can do this for the entire day or just certain tasks, whatever you find works best for you. So if you look at it, if you've got something that you want to spend roughly 40 minutes working on, the Pomodoro method will have you work for 20 minutes, break for 10. Work for another 20 minutes, break for 10. And so that's an hour of your day and you've still had a 20 minute break rather than working a solid 40 to 45 minutes or an hour, you've broken it up into chunks, into 20 minute chunks and given yourself a rest. You know, you might, if you're at home, you might pop on a load of washing or empty the dishwasher or wash the dishes or, you know, sit down and meditate or something, you know, whatever it is that you want to do and then come back and you've still got this focus to get the job done. A lot of the time though, even though I've just said, you know, you might not be able to work through, I find that I do work best working straight through while that motivation and attention is there. But there are other times I'll be up and down out of my chair like a yo-yo. It did take a long time for me to get to this point, the point of not being hard on myself for not getting all the things done all at once. I'm fairly confident this is a deeply rooted issue for me, but I'm glad that I've got the strategies to help me get up and at them when I need them. So to recap, time blocking is not blocking out time and doing anything in that time. It's about assessing when you're sharpest, what work needs your attention the most, what can wait, and what can be done when you're in a less focused mind frame. You can find out more about time blocking over on my blog, and there's also a free printable to help you create your ideal work week and do your time blocking if you'd like it. Head to my website and search for time blocking, and the rest is fairly self-explanatory. That is it. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed this two-part episode. If you have enjoyed this episode or any others, I would love to ask you to help spread the news. There are a couple of ways that you can do this. The first is to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts because leaving reviews helps me to reach more people. And when you do leave a review, I take the time to read that review and thank each person. So if you're a business, that's a great little shout out for you as well. And the second way that you can help to spread the news is to share the podcast with anyone you think may like it. From the bottom of my heart, I thank you so very much for helping to spread the news about productivity with Holly. If you would like productivity and podcast goodness delivered to your inbox, you can head on over to www.maydayva.com.au. If you're on a computer, A pop-up will appear about 45 seconds after you're landing on the page and you can pop your details in that box. If you're on a mobile, just scroll down a little bit to find it on the page and enter your details there. Would you like to know what I get up to in between episodes to find some helpful productivity tips or learn more about me? You can catch me over on Instagram. Just search for Mayday VA. If you would like to book in for one-on-one mentoring, head to the work with me section of my website for more information. There are 
one-on-one sessions for, you know, a a quick once off, or there are three month or six month packages. And of course, my wonderful online business community, the Organized Biz Village, it is a place for productivity, accountability, community, and friendship. And you can now join at any time you like. Equity and accessibility are incredibly important to me and something that I am really dedicated to improving in my business. So having the village open for you to join year round is what I've realized I need to do. If this sounds like something you'd like to be a part of, head to organizebizvillage.com.au. Thank you again so much for tuning in. Take care, stay safe, and I look forward to your company next time. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Productivity with Holly. If you've enjoyed this episode or any others that you've heard, I'd love for you to leave me a review over on Apple Podcasts. Leaving a review helps to build the like, know and trust factor and helps me to reach more people. To find out more about how I can help you maximize productivity in your business, head to www.maydayva.com.au. And if you'd like to see what I'm up to on a more regular basis, come on over and join me on Instagram. You can find me at Mayday VA. Thanks again for letting me share this time with you today. I really understand and know how precious time is. And until next time, take care and stay safe.